How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Yes, how we doing? Once again, my friend, welcome to Station B.O.B. I am your host, Dr. Rob, and as always, I'm excited and happy to be with you this evening. And once again, I bring you another top topic. Why charming men can make Dangerous lovers Abusers use charm To gain control over women Can you imagine that? Well This is real This is a real Real Very real Topic And I just wanted to start off by saying I often I often wondered why when I watched different uh, stories on TVs like Fatal Attraction or Unsolved Mysteries, quite often the stories that are told about women who are abused and most of the time ultimately murdered by their respective lovers the male abusers in those cases, they're usually, they are always described as being very charming. Usually the witnesses or, you know, the, the relatives of the, the victim of the woman, they usually, you know, I, I just noticed that, that whenever you hear a description of women who have been Fatally wounded by by the abusive men, husbands, boyfriends, the family members, the friends, they always describe the male abuser as being very charming in the beginning. And so I began to wonder if there is something about being so-called charming and abusive. And, lo and behold, as it turns out, there seems to be a connection between a charming man and and an abusive man. As a matter of fact, I looked up the word charm, and there were, you know, two or three definitions Associated with the word charm 
But the one that got my attention was the one that says, uh, let's see. It says, charm is a power that is not always used for good. Are you hearing me? Charm is a power that is not always used for good. And I think that is a perfect segue into this discussion today. But before we go into detail about the connection between charm and abuse, I want to first talk about chivalry, you know, Sometimes you hear the saying, the phrase, chivalry is dead or chivalry is not dead. So I just wanted to talk about the meaning of the chivalrous gentleman. And that meaning states that an individual who uses courtesy and thoughtfulness to demonstrate commitment, respect, compassion and trust not to score points or conceal their true intentions i.e. wanting to have sex as soon as possible in a new relationship so you see ladies and gentlemen there's a difference between chivalry and charm and so that Leads to my question, why do abusive men tend to be more charming than nice and considerate guys? And the answer, based on my research, the answer that I came across says that because predators or abusive men learn ways to attract their prey. A.K.A. women. They spend time honing those skills for that purpose. And the reality is. Most of these charming men can only keep up the charm for short periods of time before the real not so charming man. Manifest his abusive self. For instance, there is something known as the charm syndrome. What is the charm syndrome? The charm syndrome is men who abuse women, they may be businessmen. Accountants, lawyers, bus drivers, maintenance workers, or your general working class individuals. And what they have in common is that they are the last people that anyone would suspect of, of abusing their women or abusing their partner. 
The charm syndrome man is always charming at first. He uses his charm to gain control over a woman. And when he has achieved that control, the charm syndrome man may not continue the charm with his partner. But what he will always do is assert and reinforce his control over his woman with either emotional and or physical abuse. And this usually happens as soon as the woman commits to the man as a result of the charm, the charm may turn into harm. And that's when the jealousy and lack of trust and blame and then the violence begins. Please note, ladies, I want to say this, that it could be a red flag if a man is excessively charming. And it is important to understand how do you cut through the charm to avoid the harm. We'll discuss that in a minute. I just want to step aside to let a promo in. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay, welcome back. So before we step aside to let the promo in, We were talking about how to cut through the charm to avoid the harm. And, you know, this is interesting because when you are in a new relationship, which is usually when we, the fellas, we lay it on thick with the charm and everything. You know, in many cases, I mean, there's nothing like a new relationship. Everything seems exciting. Um, There are so many special moments and things to remember. And, and, you know, you just feel a sense of relief, you know, for this. This is true for men and women. You feel like a sense of relief, like, wow, you know, I've met that person. We get along. We we have so many things in common, not to mention that he's so fine or she's so fine. Oh, my God. I mean, so 
the the whole newness of the relationship, you know, can add a, a sense of cover and may blur your vision or view as a woman when you are getting to know a person who is impressing you with his charm. I mean, there is nothing like a new relationship. There was an artist, his name was Billy Paul, and he had a song entitled, When Love is New. What a song that was, When Love is New. I wish I could sing it to you. But just just know that it's it was a beautiful song. And so with that said, when you think about the newness of a relationship and you're falling for for this guy and, and the guy is falling for the girl. No, I let's just keep it on the girl falling for the guy because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about charming men. And so while you as the woman are being charmed out of your mind to make you feel like the queen that you are, please do not fall face down in the mashed potatoes. Because you see, the charm usually happens in the beginning of the relationship. You know, when when you first meet or when we first meet and... This, the charm is being laid on usually, you know, before you have sexual relations with that person. And, you know, sometimes after we have sex, then we really lose, you really lose your mind. Because now you are even more emotionally involved. And this may affect your ability and willingness to make good decisions as to whether or not you should stay in a relationship with your charming abuser. Therefore, ladies, it is important to ask some questions during this time, during the time that you are falling face First, in the mashed potatoes, you know you're going to fall because this guy, not only is he so fine, but he is just amazing with the charm. Oh, my God. And he has all of his teeth, too. Oh, my God. And so you have to start asking questions because also out there in the relationship arena, Everybody got game. Everybody's got some game. And so, to get around the game, to get under the game, over the game, you have to ask some questions. And you should expect some detailed answers. So, you say, what kind of questions could I ask this man who is so charming? You might even say to me, Dr. Rob, why do I need to ask questions? This feels so good to me. And I don't want to, I don't even want to know the truth. 
It feels so good. The charm is just tingling my spine. Well, I tell you, if you don't ask questions, you may find yourself in a more than precarious situation. So again, I say ask some questions and expect some detailed answers. I think the primary, the first and primary question you should ask your charming, handsome gentleman is tell me about Quadir, the little boy. Tell me about Robert, the little boy. Because you see, for many of us, Our life issues, our life stories regarding the ruptures, the violations, the physical abuse, sexual abuse, and other traumas. For many of us, those experiences start in our childhood and the damage that occurs to us as human beings and individuals, the damage that occurs from those experiences, if, if it is not addressed or resolved, or you as the victim in those cases do not have the resilience to overcome those experiences on your own, then more than likely you're going to bring those experiences to your adult relationships. And so if you want to find out if your charming man is who he really purports to be, then you have to have, you have to ask some questions, some pointed questions that give you more than yes or no answers. You want to ask open-ended questions. Tell me about your relationship with your mother. Tell me about your childhood. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Were you adopted? Were you ever abused physically, mentally, emotionally? I mean, those sound like some... You know, questions that might not match the charm that you're feeling, the experience that you're feeling, but those are the questions that need to be asked and you need to get some answers from those type of questions. Because, see, if you're charming, you're Prince Charming, if you will, If he struggles to answer those questions and is angered or impatient or agitated or annoyed by those questions, then more than likely your Prince Charming is not charming at all. He is more like Prince Harming, Harming as in Physically abusive. Now, on the other hand, 
if he can talk about his childhood experiences in detail uh, with ease, no agitation, and you get a you know a genuine a genuine you know response or vibe or feeling from the story or stories that is being shared with you or that are being shared with you from your Prince Charming, then more than likely you can proceed. But I think, you know, and I'm really not trying to scare you. I just want to inform you, alert you to what may lurk behind or beneath the charm that you are experiencing because charm is not always used for good. And so it's important to understand that you have to, you have to, you know, you have to go beyond the charm. You have to go beyond the charm and ask those questions that should generate good dialogue. Because remember, not only are you being charmed, but you are also in the process of developing a new relationship. And when you develop a new relationship, you have to work on and work towards getting to know your prospective partner. You want to learn as much as possible as you can about his and her past experiences, not their last relationship. I mean, that's it's good to know something about that, but the, the answers that you need are not necessarily going to come, you know, solely from their last relationship. You want to know about their relationships that started in their childhood. And when you work your way through those relationships, in other words, you work your way up instead of down. Like, in other words, you don't go to the last relationship or the relationship before that. And, you know, where do you see yourself in five years you know, did you graduate from college? All of those are, are good questions, no doubt about it. But those are the questions that should come after you ask the good, juicy questions. Like, tell me about Raynard, the little boy. Tell me about your childhood experiences. And like I said, if he cannot talk about those experiences and he is struggling to answer those questions or annoyed by those questions or, or question why you are questioning his childhood, then more than likely his charm may lead to harm. Get out of that situation because you see talking should be easy. It should be easy to talk. Talking is free. And it's how we learn about one another. 
And so if you are with an individual who refuses to talk, struggling to talk, agitated to talk, annoyed about talking about his past experiences stemming back to his childhood, that is more than a red flag. That should be a stop sign. And just before I go any further, I just want to give credit to a woman by the name of Sandra Hawley, who is the author of the book Power and Control, Why Charming Men Make Dangerous Lovers. I just wanted to give credit to her because that's where I did some of the research for this topic is my research was based on information that I had read about what what Miss Hawley wrote and discusses in her books regarding charm. And so as I said earlier, I just find this topic, you know, very interesting because when I you know, whenever I'm watching these kind of mystery programs, it just always got my attention that when I would hear family members and and close friends of the female victim in the relationship, how they always expressed that the boyfriend who is now a murderer was very charming. And I, and I would say to myself, well, if charm is supposed to be good, how does it turn out that the the charming guy is always a guy who, <laughs> well, I don't want to say always, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that every charming guy is an abuser. What I'm saying is just know that you have to look and and dig beyond the charm because every charming guy is not abusive but many abusive guys are charming and so you know this abuse this is this is a thing and we have to call a thing a thing you know uh this is very serious and many times abuse has led to or has had fatal consequences for women. And so this discussion today is to help you as a woman to not become the next victim of the harm that can come from an abusive man who brings the charm. I have to tell you a little story about my own father, and um, I mean, my father, in many ways, he was a good guy. I mean, I say was, he's still alive, so let me not talk about him in past tense. But I have issues with him because he is so controlling. But also, he, you know, could be described as one of these charming guys that I am talking about today. I don't know 
I mean, I've heard stories that he's had some physical contact with women that he should not have had. But for the most part, I want to talk to you about my observations of my father and his relationship endeavors because, you know, my father was true to the word, a ladies' man. And I I use was in this context because now he's 87. And so he's not out there. He's probably still a flirt, but he's not out there with the women the way he used to be back in his, you know, back in his day when he was on the move. And so I'm going to step to the side, let a promo in. When we come back, I'll tell you the story about my dad and some of his charming ways. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. Okay, thank you very much, and welcome back to the show. You know, one of the things I like to do Let's take a moment to laugh. It's a new year. We are in the year 2022. I cannot believe that I am even saying that. It's 2022. And so, what's today? Today is January the 9th, I believe. And so, I'm sure between now and... um, and between New Year's Day and now, hopefully you've had some good experiences and have found something to laugh about. So think about what makes you laugh. Think about what makes you feel good. And let's just take a minute to have a good laugh. Okay, hope you got a kick out of that. As I say, laughter is always good. You know, just sometimes you got to think about something good that brings some joy to your heart and a smile to your face. And hopefully even that, you know, 
will generate some laughter. So before we let the promo in, I was talking about my my father and some of the charm that I have seen him, uh, I guess, bestow upon the women that he flirted with on the street and ultimately dated. And I, I would just like to say, you know, from my observation, uh, my father as a single man, because my parents were divorced when I was very young, and then my father went on to remarry. However, you know, his charming ways uh, that his marriage didn't last for as long as, I guess, well, let me just say that marriage didn't, it didn't last for a lifetime. But nevertheless, my father was, is a very charming individual. And I noticed he always seemed to attract women who had, who, what I call low self-esteem is. My father always he, he just, you know, earlier I said that charming men, they they hone their skills and they, you know, pursue their prey. And so my father just had a knack for finding women with low self-esteem. And I'm not sure if he even knew that, you know, that was the case in terms of the low self-esteem more so than the fact that he was, um, you know, dr- drawing these women in, and so he would. He laid the charm on real thick with flowers, and opening car doors. He used to kill me with that one, opening the car doors, because you know, like I don't know. I'm married, and you know, when my wife was pregnant, I opened the car doors for her, and I did all the things. That I thought, you know, would make her comfortable and and would be easy for her, but I think when we start opening the car doors from a habitual standpoint, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Like for instance, I remember one woman, my father, he was opening the car doors. You know, every time he got out the car, he would run around to the other side and open it. To, the door, the car door for, you know, one of his girlfriends. But then one time they had an argument or they were upset with one another. And I noticed that he got out of the car. I'll never forget this. We were in a pizza shop and I could see his car from, you know, the, the, I could see his car through the window of the pizza shop. You know, the pizza shops, they have them large windows with the, with the counter right there and you can eat your pizza and see outside. And so I'm eating a pizza and my father comes in and I notice that his girlfriend is still sitting in the car. I'm like, Hey, you know, what's going on? You know, he said, well, she's upset right now. And what, what happened was we were at my grandmother's house. We were going to visit my grandmother. And so it was time to get out of the car. But what happened with the with the woman is because my father did not open the door for her, she did not get out of the car. And so 
I'm like, what is going on here? He has lulled this woman into believing that he's going to open the door for her. So now they have a, you know, trouble in paradise. He doesn't open the car door for her, and she doesn't get out the car. I mean, I don't know. To me, that's insane. That's insane. And so, you know, my father, he lays the charm on real thick. Like I said, flowers, opening the car doors, the fancy restaurants. And then his controlling techniques manifest themselves with these women. And not only could he be controlling with these women, but also he would cheat on them. Let me just repeat that. He would cheat on them as well. And then this usually led to turbulent outcomes to end those relationships based on the response to the things my father would do. I mean, he was not, as far as I know, physically abusive, but controlling and emotionally abusive. Uh, there's no question about that. I mean, I mean, I've experienced that with him as well. But that's just my first-hand account, witnessing the charm, you know, that is bestowed upon women by, by men to make their way into the hearts of these women. And so with that said, ladies, beware of the charm that may lead to harm. If you're being charmed out of your mind, ask open-ended questions about the childhoods of your gentlemen suitors and expect sincere, truthful, detailed answers. I have two rules for you. The first rule is, if you do not get a detailed, friendly answer about your or of your questions regarding the childhood experiences of your gentleman suitor, do not go any further in that relationship. That is rule number one. Rule number two is do not forget rule number one. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I want to thank you for spending time with me again today. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, and you have been listening to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. You can get my podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. Please subscribe and follow. And remember, love is an action, not a word, and it's not supposed to hurt. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, 
please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.